toilet. Here we go. fire breathing fat men welcome to we talk games this is we talk games arcade weekly an arcade review show brought to you every week for no money down no dollars you don't need a layaway for this fantastic arcade centric video game show i am one of your hosts i'm keith the robo duke and with me my good buddy my pal my compatriot chris nico bun or the Nigobon or Chris but hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? What, 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 what? We are in Fuego. We are Bubba and Flamage. We are on all of the fires, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about NBA Jam this week. No, but that would be great. But there is a weird connection to a basketball game within this very. You're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of me too. So let's back it up. Going too fast. We got to slow it down. This fellow is quite slow. <laughs> Some might say too slow. I'm talking about the bald, mustachioed hero? I, I don't know if I call him a hero. He's Karnov. This is Karnov with a K from 1987 released in Japan and 1988 released in the USA in the arcades by a really fantastic uh, developer and publisher from the 80s and early 90s, Data East. Yeah, I think they would rather forget that this happened. Even though they jam him and everything, I think they'd rather forget that this happened. At least his origin story. Yeah, this is Karnov's origin story. This is, just up front, this is a game that actually, uh, I'm really disappointed. This game is bad. Yeah, because I have weirdly fond memories of this character for some reason. There was... I remember when I, was a, uh, when I was a little kid, there was this cool kid who lived across the street. He was like the cool bad kid. His name was Brad Chellis. If you're listening, Brad, what's up? Doubtful. He could be dead. Or he was super bad and he's in jail. Time travel docs on Brad Jealous. <laughs> so anyway, he had this game for Nintendo. And I remember playing it a little bit and thinking it was just so cool that, like, here's this totally – I mean, granted, you know, we had Mario. He had a mustache. But there wasn't this big, bald, muscly guy whose main thing was breathing fire. I just thought that was so cool and so different from – a lot of games back then where you play like a cutesy little hero or whatever. It just seems so different. So when I saw that we're going to be reviewing this game and talking about it, I got really excited because I never really played the arcade game. And as we all know, back then, the arcade versions usually superior to the console versions. Kind of. Kind of. It depends how different they make it, how much they try to tie it in entirely. But I don't think the Nintendo version for this game was very good either. I think I'm wearing rose-colored glasses and being nostalgic, thinking about my childhood and, you know, hanging out with the cool kid and playing Karnov because, anyway, this is a game where you play uh, as, I've said a million freaking times already, as Karnov, whose full name is Jinborov Karnovsky. Yeah, I could see why you'd pair that down a little bit. 
<laughs> exactly. Karnov, for short, who is a strong man, apparently from some strange, unspecified part of the Soviet Union Central Asian uh, Republic area. They don't actually uh, state exactly where yeah, he's it's pro- from. It's probably one of those northern stands. They got a lot of those. It sounds like I'm blazing over them. I mean, no offense to any of the stands. There's just a lot of stands there. <laughs> he's got his red pants. So we all know Karnov is uh, all about being better red than dead, I'm sure. He spends a lot more time doing the latter, though. <laughs> yes. He's he's way more dead, way more often Weirdly, Karnov, when he came out, Data East tried to use him uh, as a mascot, but let's making mechanics of this game, which I don't really have too many. There aren't too many games where you play a large man who spits fire. Based on that, obviously not too many games. But uh, mechanics-wise, the run-and-gun Shoot! See, I, I hesitate to even call this a running gun. It's a walking gun. There, there, there's not much gunning either. Well, I guess you're spitting fire. I mean, a you'd bit. call ghouls and ghosts a running gun, wouldn't you? Like, you know, it's the sort of run a little guy across the screen and shoot things at enemies. Bottle—it's getting that, shot at you. I would call that an action platformer. Thank you very much. There we go, action platformer, or the much precursor, better. or a precursor to Maso Core games, such as I Want to Be the Guy nowadays, but. That being said, that, please continue. I w- wow, yeah, you know what? That's a, a great pull on this because Karnov is probably, well, maybe not as difficult as I want to be the guy, but it's certainly just as torturous, except this game tortures your wallet and the amount of quarters it takes from you, even if uh, the arcade purveyor was kind enough to put the dip switches on easy mode for you. There was an easy Ugh. mode? Yes, you can uh, you can set your dip switches to an easy mode. You can set it so uh, you actually have more lives to uh, go through. You can actually set it to infinite lives, at least in my options uh, where I was messing around. You can make it so you have infinite lives and you never have to enter another quarter ever. You just keep going and going and going. But not like that would actually help you. Because in this game, you have similar to a lot of these very, very difficult action platformer games. You have one-hit kills. Kind of a wuss, apparently. There aren't even any power ups that give you an extra hit. I don't believe so. I don't know, to be perfectly honest. I couldn't really figure out what any of the uh, power ups were doing besides the ladder, which built a ladder. It is a mystery to me as to what the hell was going on on a lot of fronts with this. But you're playing Karnov, Karnovsky. He wants to find the pieces of a map. He's going to use these pieces of a map to find the ultimate treasure. So this is a story of greed. Yeah, pretty much. This isn't the story of a man on a mission to save a country from the evil influence of the Western capitalism or anything like that. He's trying to bring capitalism to his people. Apparently, yeah. He's he's trying to – He's forward-looking. He sees where things are going. He's getting ahead of the curve. He's going to find the map and get all the gold and be in control of his uh, Soviet Union republic. I guess. I mean, what else would you do with all that money besides uh, buy a bunch of land over there and rule it with an iron fist? Start three circuses. <laughs> really sweet gym. I don't know. I don't know what he's into. Yeah, I, you know what? I can see Karnov being a dude who's just into lifting weights and stuff like that. Yeah. You know me. Gets well. Yeah. But uh, according to the ending, I don't know. I mean, he might just uh, hoard it like Scrooge McDuck and swim around in it. Wait, gold is heavy. He can lift the gold. 
Yes. Oh, man. Figuring out what Karnov's true intentions are in this. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves as we uh, normally do. So mustache, no one button wee wee action. You got a jump button. You got a spit fire button. And you got a button to use a different item, as we mentioned. Chris uh, mentioning the ladder, which is one of the items, and not really knowing what any of the others particularly do. Yeah, it feels like, um, to be honest, there could have been one more button, maybe, if they could have found a place to put it, because goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn. The whole item swapping system, it just keeps swapping whenever you press a direction. So you've got to, like, just quick tap to find the item you want and hope or just pray that you're on whatever you need it's oh that is a perfect description of what it is it's terrible it's god awful a lot of problems in this game could have been i wouldn't say easily fixed because i don't know anything about programming or anything but it sounds like things they could have easily fixed but as far as all these power-ups that you, yes, scroll through by pressing uh, left or right on the joystick, which also controls Karnov's movement at the same time. So while you are trying to scroll back and forth between items to select the right one, you're also getting attacked constantly by enemies. So you're also trying to dodge enemies at the same time as you're trying to get to the appropriate item. Imagine playing Contra... And while you're playing Contra, you pick up a spread gun, but you need to select the spread gun to use it. So you have to go across and scroll through your other five items at the same time while dodging them with the same control that moves you left to right to select the spread to finally equip it. And when you hit the button, when you finally highlight it, you have to hit the button to first equip it and then hit the button again to start attacking with it. That's like the boomerang in Karnov. If that doesn't make your head spin, man, you should play this game because you're going to love it. Somebody has to. There are quite a lot of power-ups as well. They have the jump boots. They're little, like, shoes with a little curly toe on the end. Oh, yeah, the the boots made sense. The boots made sense. They were either going to make you fast or make you jump, and that's what happened. You pick them up, use them, you run faster, you jump higher, which is really, really needed in this game because, once again, Karnop is very slow. Way too slow for an action platformer. So definitely need those jump boots. You got a bomb. The bomb is used to either blow up enemies. It also can reveal uh, passageways and stuff. Some are evident. Some are not so evident. I know there's a really neat part in a level. uh, I think it's like stage three where if you drop a bomb in front of this tree, it knocks the tree over a pit so you can walk across it, which is a pretty nice little touch. Uh, You have the ladder which you use to either reach high power-ups. Sometimes it can take you to secret areas. The boomerang I mentioned, which is like the super-duper powerful uh, weapon you can throw out, kills a lot of the bigger enemies in one hit. You really need it to beat some of the bigger enemies, like the T-Rexes at the end of uh, some of the levels. Yes, I said T-Rexes. Enemy selection in this game is really fantastic, which is why it's also a shame that it's not a very good game. You have a big super fireball, which is an instant kill move, just blows up everything. You get wings, which Karnov gets to uh, fly around then and shoot fireballs, which is a pretty cool power-up. You got a scuba helmet, which is useful on like the one or two levels where you actually are underwater. That lets you swim faster. There's a mask that he can put on that reveals hidden items. There is a trolley. I don't think I've ever gotten the trolley. Through my research, I have discovered that apparently it just kills enemies. I don't know what that means. 
I don't know if you throw out a thing and it goes rolling across the screen at them. Do you know? No, if only it would call the trains so you could just leave. I'm out. I'm done. I can't. Yeah, so you can just hop on that trolley and ride right out of town. I don't know. Maybe that's another item you pick up that isn't equipped. Who's to say research might not be uh, a good? It's the internet. Not everything you read is true. The other two things you can pick up are the red orbs. The red orbs power up your fireballs, so you can shoot a, an additional fireball for each one you pick up. It, it actually triples the number of shots you have. And then there are tons of letter Ks all over the place. Is and- it just the letter K? Because I was expecting the whole thing, Karnov, like the whole word, but I didn't get very far to find out. <laughs> no, it's only the letter K. Uh, you collect 50 letter Ks. That gets you an extra life. 50? You can also... Yes, you have to collect 50 to get an extra life. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, right? And uh, you can, in the dip switches, once again, switch things around and make it so uh, you can increase the number of Ks you need for an extra life. I don't know why you'd want to do that, because that's just mean. All these items, to select them, as I mentioned before, you have to hit left or right. Not easy. And all they had to do was add like another an- another button. But that'll be in the improvements. As far as the look of the game, I love it. I think it's hideous. I think it's just really confused. <laughs> I don't know what, like, nobody knew what the hell they were doing. I do like that, though. I like the 80s, like, sort of, like, let's just draw crazy enemies. Let's just find some dude we can throw in as the hero. Let's mush it all together, and let's get something out there, which feels like what Data East was doing. They were just like, we got to get something out there. Just, yeah, there it is. I mean, I, yeah. I like Karnov's his design on its own. You know, it's iconic enough. It's simple. Yeah, it gives you the appearance, and you know, just a big fat dude spitting fire on it was not some any. Well, technically, Mario could also be considered a fat mustachioed dude spitting fire, although he was throwing it, not spitting. Mm-hmm. But it's not something you would expect, and it's nice that they went with that. Everything else just looks like a goddamn nightmare. I don't. Uh, understand what the settings are supposed to be i don't understand what the creatures are supposed to be even like vaguely related to anything nothing seems tied together nothing the architecture seems to make any nothing makes any sense and not in an endearing way it's just like why am i here no, you know, like, I, I do like the weird otherworldly feel of it where you don't know where you are. Yeah, there's, there's centipede women. How many levels are there? There are. Too many. <laughs> yes. Nine different stages. He has to collect the nine different pieces of a map. At the end of each level, you end up fighting an enemy with no sort of fanfare. Like, you don't even know it's an enemy. You mean, Since we were speaking the of the enemy selection, the bosses. Yeah, that, it's sort of just, You'll just be walking, and all of a sudden there'll be an enemy that's a little bigger or different. You'll kill it, and then a scroll will fall from the sky, which is a piece of the map. He will get it, and then he will continue on his way of destruction and burning everything. And since we were talking about his design, he does have the sweet red pants, but he also has really cool, like, Judas Priest metal dude, like, wrist gauntlets going on or something. In the art, they look like studded bracelets. I mean, whatever works. Maybe he was a prisoner. Prisoner of circus. (laughs) He's the circus strongman prisoner. They had him locked up. Like, because he, he's so full of rage, they just can't let him loose. They'll just burn everything. Depending on what he's lifting, I mean, if he's throwing kettlebells around to keep that shape, you're gonna want something to protect your wrists. If he's flipping it up and over and all that stuff, clean and jerk with one and whatnot, you're gonna need that. Yeah. And he's gonna need all that strength with all these bats. They got giant rock monsters that throw boulders at you. You've got. Skeleton knights riding on the backs of ostriches. 
you've got men made of gold who uh, 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 coalesce from, 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 you know, like all these gold sparkles fly around the screen and turn into this giant gold man who I never let getting any kind of attack off because I would just unload on him and he would die. So he'd just kind of stand there all stoic-like and then just be dead. So I'm not even uh, entirely sure what those guys do. Uh, for all its awesome lookingness, which I, I do like how it looks. And as I said, I like when they're just throwing every little thing at the wall and just putting it all together. And it's a little bit fuzzy. You know, the edges aren't so good on everything in this. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, well, of course, of Bad Dudes, which we'll get into. But it also reminds me a bit of Trojan as well in its look and presentation. Oh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I get Trojan out of that. Which is one of my favorite arcade games. Music. What about the music in this game? Because it would have been nice if they just really upped the Russian edge of it like they did with Tetris. Like, put it all in there. Put the put the Russian dance in there. Make it really, really Russian. I think technically the dance comes from a completely different region anyway, so... No, I'm mixing... See, not all bald Russians enjoy uh, sitting in the air and kicking their legs out. <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there who do really, really enjoy this game, but I think it's, it's difficulty just makes it, it's way too much. Yeah. It's not, there's too much on the screen. There's too much going on. They're trying to have platforming, puzzly elements and exploration and secret areas and all this stuff while you still have one hit kills. To be fair, the ports did a little better because they made things a little easier. At least on the NES, I remember you had a second hit. You would turn blue if you got hit instead of dying. And then yes. You could stop asphyxiating by picking up like a blue ball or something. <laughs> and they had better items. They gave you a shield. They gave you a spike bomb, which killed basically an instant kill. Your standard nuke. And um, it was a lot easier. Also, unlimited continues. Unlimited continues. I'm, I'm thinking back. And yeah, it. I didn't finish that one either. Spoilers, I didn't finish the game, but I got further in that as a kid. That's kind of why I actually asked to cover this one, because I had fond memories of getting at least two screens in. But yeah, that did not happen on the arcade. This is probably, uh, as far as I'm remembering, is one of the first games I have not been able to finish here on We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. I shoulder surfed somebody who I think had the infinite continues on and just, they, they blew right through it, but they, they were getting dead a lot or would have been dead had it not been for the infinite lies turned on. But, oh yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, why? Did they play test this? Was there somebody at Data East who actually, you know, tried to get through this? You know, well, nowadays games get by a, a lot of times on being that kind of super duper brutal, but they're not a stand up arcade game that I'm constantly putting quarters in which which was a point i did want to make i was thinking about while playing this game is people complain about spending too much on games nowadays you know spending 60 dollars on a game and oh i beat it in in six to ten hours and i spent 60 bucks on it that was too much money you know i'm gonna sound like the old guy right now but i mean crap you could have spent a hundred dollars on karnov in the arcades going there every day for a whole summer and still never beat it yeah, and then your parents would have beaten you for wasting all that money because goddamn. Or your dad gets angry and punishes you because you stole quarters trying to trying to get through Pit Fighter the same way one summer. Oh. 
I love Pit Fighter, but that's another like fond memory game that going back to revisit is like, why did I like this? And I still do like it because it evokes that feeling and everything. And that's, and that's something Karnov does do is it does evoke that old smoky arcade feeling. It's got the proper sound to it, brings you right back there and whatnot. But it's not, it's not something, uh, you're gonna see to a completion because you can't just spam it with quarters and get through it. There are some games that you can do that. He falls on the ground, kicking his legs in the air. They play that little, I do like how goofy the noise is, going back to the music when he does die. Yeah, you're gonna hear that a lot. Sounds like something that would happen when, like, Mario dies or Kirby or something. I think they put the most sound design effort into that because you hear it the most. When you do collect the whole map, it seems like he's just collecting the pieces of where he just was. Yeah. So I don't understand how collecting the pieces of the map leads to the treasure. If all he had to do was just follow the path he seems to be following. Maybe he's just not very confident, and he's unlike the stereotypical male traveler, he actually is asking for directions. He's like, hey, okay, yeah, we're good. We're still good. We're still good. Map says we're good. We're good. So him breathing fire is just him asking all these people where to go? And oh, it's no, the like breathing a- fire is breathing fire. I mean, oh, okay. let, let's, let's not sell that short. I'm right. just saying that he, in the end, he's just asking questions, and then these yeah. people he wants to ask are attacking him, so he has to break them, and then... And then there's a wizard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, Ghidra there won't give him the piece of the map for free. He's got to kill him for it. And he's just like, excuse me, can you just tell me how to get to? And the dragon's just like, and he just blows him up. And then he finally drops it and he's on his way. Which there's an enemy that looks just like it's Ghidra. It's just a three headed dragon, which you fight after fighting a T Rex. I thought that was in the NES version, not the arcade version. Well, he's not, like, huge, but there definitely is an enemy that looks like it's a three-headed uh, dragon. Spare, we had some spare T-Rex parts. Just slap them on there. Yeah, let's throw an orange T-Rex in here since we never got to make that a uh, dinosaur game. And I do remember that part of the game, actually, because I have here in my notes. The first thing I put down in my notes uh, to sum up this game entirely is set game to easy. Get to level three. Have to fight T-Rex, Sky Dragon, and Ghidra one after the other. Die a million times. So he collects his whole map, and it looks like at the top there's a banner, but it's kind of like folding on itself, so you can't see the whole thing it says on this ribbon banner. But to me, it looks like it says the Nation of Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that was just I got from that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I thought this was supposed to be Russia. I guess Russia is a wonderland. If you live there, the Soviet Union was a wonderland until it was disbanded. Technically, you're wondering why you're in this land playing Karno, to be honest. Because he's greedy. Because he finds his map, and then he gets into a giant room of treasure, and he dives in it and throws coins in the air for his victory, and that's all you get. Which should just be a picture of Karnov swimming in the pile of quarters you've just pumped into this machine. Basically, yeah. So, uh, what was your one slug? Oh, one slug where we talk about how far we could get on one token, one quarter. I like those little Namco ones you get the arcade sometime that have Pac-Man on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Japan, they actually have a lot more uh, per-arcade customization on the tokens. It's like here. Some places use the straight coins and some use the tokens. Yeah, and I actually saw uh, places around here recently doing what I've seen in Italy. When I was there, there were a bunch of arcades in this like boardwalky town we were staying in. 
and they have tokens that have and each arcade has a different style of it like along the street i don't know what you'd call it like part of it cut out like a key okay like through the side like going across it so then on the coin slot they have a little corner poking out somewhere up along the uh, slot where that little bit fits right on and can slide through oh some of them will have like two little ones or like one or it'll be like high up on the top of the coin or in the middle or down near the bottom along this whole strip will have a completely different one so you can't take the coins from arcade to arcade yeah that makes sense carnival swim in a pile of these when you finish the game and you'll get to enter your name and feel like you've gained absolutely nothing Yeah, (laughs) yeah and how far did you get on one of those one of your uh, weird cut coins. I don't know. Barely anywhere in the first level. I got past the first two dudes, and then there's the rock throwing dude on the like the little platform there. Yeah, that was it. That was, yeah, that was my I'd best. probably that say took me like my... ten tries. Oh jeez, I think I think after playing a bit, one slug would probably be to where you encounter the first like super rock guy who throws like three in a row at you. I don't know where that is. Oh, that's just a little bit farther ahead. There's the RNG rock guys, and they can throw three at the same time. Nope. Or the uh, the gin guys that fly around on, like, flaming clouds who have, like, the most awkward, annoying pattern ever. I remember my friend oh. on the NES version, he could get to those guys. They were cool looking. I think they are neat looking. I think the long story short on this is if you want to play Karnov... go get punched in the genitals. It's about the same. It's going to save you time and money. Or you could also play some other games featuring Karnov, because Data East didn't give up on him. They just threw away all the extra cruft attached to him. The one that sticks out to me was Bad Dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a boss in that, not playable. He's the first level. Yeah, and he's just like, hey. And you also get a, a better version of Karnov's music as his boss theme for that. They kind of blended his theme and the boss theme from the game together for it. And oh, there's nice. two Karnovs, apparently, because there's a, there's a gray one. It's not clear whether it's his brother or player two or what according yeah. to the credits and well according to the game i beat the game i well, I beat it on the nes i don't know it's been a long time since i beat it on the nes so i'm not entirely sure whether there was double karnov if you brought the game home but good times better karnov and how i finally remember him he kind of started the trend i think of having like big fat dudes who breathe fire in fighting games Especially in the uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up genre, there always seemed to be like big fat dudes, and they would always breathe fire. There's really some here and there. Oh, he was also in uh, Fighters History. I'm yes, he's, with this he's one, the so. boss. He's the final guy. He's the M Bison of Fighters History. Yeah, and much like M Bison, he was playable in the sequels. So, you want to be Karnov for a day? Check out Fighters History, or specifically the sequel, which uh, is called Fighters History Dynamite in Japan, but in America, it's actually called Karnov's Revenge. Yeah. So he has a whole other game named after him where he is the M. Bison evil guy. And in that version, you can play as him. Uh, you can't play as him in fighter history. He just is the final boss. If we could improve Karnov. My key improvement here was like, all right, imagine, if you will, a beautiful seaside cliff. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know, waves are crashing in, but a mm-hmm. nice breeze is coming off. There's a sunny day out, a few clouds. I'm, I'm seeing it. I've got my eyes closed. I'm, I'm seeing it. Wah, 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 wah. Now imagine, if you will. A Karnov cabinet perched on the edge of that cliff. Ooh. Yeah. See? Now push. That's my improvement. Throw it in the sea. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we do a movie tagline for our video game. 
uh, like our, on a movie poster, you know, sometimes we do the line before it, the line after, you know, like Superman, you will believe a man can fly. Something like that. Yeah. Or like, uh, baby's day out. You will believe a baby can befriend a gorilla. I was going to say a baby can fly. I'm like, maybe I should go see baby stay out. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Along those lines for Karnov, what is your tagline? Karnov, every kill me begins with K. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fun one this week, I'm sorry to say. But here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's we talk games video power magazines arcade weekly arcade game audio clue we shall see hello i am titty scootkins here is next week's we talk games video power magazine arcade weekly arcade game audio clue Good luck, dudes, 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 clue, luck, oh, clue. All right, Chris, what is your clue for next week's game? My clue for next week's game on We Talk Games Arcade Weekly is... Hello, Newman. <laughs> that was going to be mine. <laughs> Too bad. All right, and my clue is... More racist? Less racist? You decide in the sequel. Yes, I have an alternative clue for next week in case the first one confused you. The second one is Live at CBGB's, the first acoustic show, Track 4. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for that one next week now, seeing what that is. So you should be excited as well, and you should be rating and reviewing us on iTunes, that's the best place to go and leave us five stars and above on our reviews. Love to hear what you think of the show. Love to hear what you think. You can let us know about the games you've been playing over on Facebook, WTG Podcast. Let us know if you've been uh, shoulder surfing and seeing someone get through Karnov or if uh, you yourself are very fond of the game because sadly we were not. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at we talk games check out chris's videos for it's not going to insert itself and take a look at him getting tortured big k-man karnov youtube.com slash nico bun yep every week i play whatever we're playing even if i'm not on the show so you can get a first-hand taste well i guess that's technically second-hand taste of whatever it's okay because a second-hand taste of karnov it's going to taste better than a first-hand one. Basically, the video series puts me in the role of the mama bird to your baby bird, where I chew up things that otherwise you couldn't digest and then regurgitate them into your mouth and face and eyes. <laughs> and all up in your ear holes. It's the best way to consume things like Karnov. So, for T.T. Smookins, Stinky the Game Master, Chris Nikobon, I'm Keith the Robo-Duke. Until next week, keep some breath mints handy, man. Nobody likes stinky fire breath.
folks this little girl I've been trying to tell you about Supposed to been a good friend of mine's wife But every day on the job, the boy would tell me the same old thing You wish he had a married on some other night Look at that She didn't have to have Will you look at that Show me this girl there She would beg to take her out to a ball But he got a straight though He told us they couldn't vote to take no chances If you carry the girl, she had to stand out in the hall Look at her She didn't have to have Will you look at her Show me this girl there For a walk, rounds out by Lee Swinger's park. Which he did, but he got intoxicated and wanted to make a little love. He put his arms around the naked, he knocked the wig off. Look at that. She didn't have to wear. Will you look at that? Show me this girl there. Yeah, I do.